which way the wind blows when this day is done Welcome to Love Living Life on Lift Your Spirits Radio with Marla Williams. We are excited to feature Clint McCune. Vinny, help me out here. You got it. You nailed it. Music, yeah. Yep. So basically that, uh, we've, we came in with Clint McCune's, uh, let's see, that would be Follow the Sun. He's got a number of different songs that we uh, have shown here on Lift Your Spirits Radio with Dina Marie. And it's a great, he's a great artist. We actually had him on in the very beginning of actually probably the inception of the show. He and Dina met at Soul Food uh, Bookhouse in Redmond. Uh, Clint is also a, you know, a native of the Northwest. He uh, lived in, or lives in Woodenville. And you can visit uh, him and check out his music at clintmccunemusic.com. That's clintmccunemusic.com. Amazing gentleman. That actually uh, was one of the songs. It's an original cut that we did live here in the studio, um, and he's done a couple live versions of his songs. Uh, we also have I Am Alive, which is a, uh, a big one. And coming up in, let's uh, say, next month, we're going to feature uh, an, another song, but we're not going to give it out. You'll have to tune in for next month for that one. There we go. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Vinny. And the reason we I chose this song mm-hmm. today is it's a perfect song for the topic we're going to talk about. It's about breathing air. It's about brand new moon and sun and kind of tuning into the universe, the earth. Uh, and tomorrow is a new day for all of us. And what you learn today can make that a reality. And so we will continue to play his music on our breaks, as you know, in the full song at the end of the show. I'm excited today because my guest is someone I have followed forever and absolutely love what she says, believe in everything she does. And I couldn't be more thrilled that she agreed to be on the show today. Um, she, her name is Laura Conover, MD or Dr. Laura Conover, and she is called the intuition physician. And wait till you hear about what she does. You can find her at intuitionphysician.com. Um, as and we'll talk about more of her websites in a little bit. But she's an artist, which she has really cool art. She's an author, she's a holistic physician and a grounding advocate. Many of you might not know what grounding is, but you will learn a little bit more later today. Uh, we will be touching on that, but I am just couldn't be more thrilled to have you on the show, Laura. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate being here. I'm excited. Awesome. So you and I have a lot of similar experiences in our life. I was actually absolutely amazed as I read more about you and listen to many of your shows that you have. I'm really amazed at how much there's been some commonality. So I'm going to talk for a second about my path. I actually left corporate America and I had a very successful job and did extremely well. I left corporate America because I kept getting sick. I kept pushing myself. I wasn't outside grounding enough. Um, I pushed myself. I, and what I had to learn, my big learning was to listen to my body, to listen to my intuition. And that's a lot of what you teach. And you are a doctor and you get this. Back in the day when I kept getting all these stress-related autoimmune diseases and kept going out on leaves, the doctors would say it was in my head, which I didn't believe at the time. Um, and, but they didn't have solutions for me. They didn't know what chronic fatigue was at the time, which is what I originally had. Mm -hmm. And they kept saying, oh, just go home and rest. Well, that's all I could do because my body was so exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I think that 
I learned on my own over the years with some help from doctors on some things, but most of it was healing myself, learning to just be quiet in the moment. Learning to ground was part of my healing, learning yoga and Qigong and meditation and doing things that quieted my body so I could actually listen to my body were a big part of my healing process. So I left corporate America after struggling with this and to the point where my doctor said, Marla, if you don't stop, you will die. My adrenal glands were actually shutting down because I was on and I left and it was a fortune 500 and I had made great money, loved the job, loved what I did, but I just, it wasn't right anymore. When I started looking around, staying in corporate America didn't feel right. And that's when I went out and started to become, get certified as a life coach and started working in this field. And I couldn't be healthier, happier. I've had zero health problems since I started changing my external environment and it's created my new internal environment. So your path, you actually left a very successful career as a medical doctor um, because you were kind of getting sick from it. So I'm going to let you tell your story. My, well, first of all, I just want to validate your story. And I don't think back when that was happening, how many years ago was that? Oh, it started in the eighties, late eighties. Yeah. So we know so much more now, hopefully physicians would be more open now, but I see it in medicine all the time. Your body will make you stop because if your soul alignment and your intuition is out of, it's disjointed from what you're doing or your environment around you, then your cortisol is going up. Your adrenal glands are getting depleted. And when you're living under constant stress like that, now your gut is more reactive to foods that it wasn't going to be. Now you can't think straight. You've got brain fog. I mean, it affects every organ system. And that's just from your soul, not really being in alignment with what you're doing. Literally a whole cascade. So hopefully uh, you're, I really appreciate you sharing your history because that was a beautiful example of how someone was doing the, all the right things, quote unquote, you know, a great career. And her body, because of a reactive infl- inflammation, started developing autoimmune disorders. And that is super, super common. So anyone listening to this should, you know, think in the back of your mind, is there a misalignment? So for me, there was a definite misalignment. Mine was abrupt instead of over time. So I was practicing medicine. And then I had my daughter and I became a mom. And obviously being a mom changes everything for everybody. So I know I'm no different in that, but it was really the first time when I then went back into, you know, going into the office. Now I'm a mom. And so instead of seeing patients as like, I'm just kind of their advocate, I sort of had like a maternal instinct towards them more. And I started feeling like, oh my gosh, this is someone's baby. Like people became more precious to me, if that makes sense. So Try doing conventional medicine, but actually caring about the patient. It's pretty much impossible. 15 minutes, in and out, bill them, whatever. So that alone, I was getting that mismatch. And just like you, if I had stayed in that, I know I would have gotten sick. But luckily, I had one patient that I'll never forget who came in and you have to crank them through. You've got 10 minutes. And this girl (laughs) needed her routine exam, which includes a pelvic exam. And she needed birth control prescriptions. And that was, you know, how do you have a human being that you've never met before walk into your office, have them trust you, give you full history, and then like do an invasive exam like that and then leave and not. So although that's normal and standard of care in conventional medicine, I just remember the whole time it was the first time. And I think it's because I had become a mom where I thought this is somebody's daughter. And I just had this feeling like, is she even safe? Like, why does she need the birth control pills? Is her partner safe? I don't know. I just had this feeling about her that really 
made me nauseous. I just didn't feel, but at the time I didn't have a voice. I wasn't confident in saying intuitively, I want to know, <laughs> are you safe? So I, you know, I, I, I contracted for safety and asked normal questions, but I didn't push it any further. And after she left, I literally went into the bathroom and vomited. I felt like I just did something wrong, even though conventionally it's everything right. Like you felt. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go back. I literally didn't go back and not one more day after that. I'm like, I'm not going to vomit and throw up when I'm doing the best I can do at something like that's wrong for my body and me. And I think what's important here, the underlying message that was actually in my life when I started listening to it and yours is intuitively, we knew what was right and wrong. I kept pushing myself, even though my body, my intuition was screaming, stop. And you were much more direct. It took me almost 20 years. So I am impressed that you were able to do it so quickly. But yeah, it's listening to that knowing that something doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah, because you're getting all this feedback from the world that you're doing it right, but it's not in alignment with your soul. But it's hard to break away because if the feedback is you're getting good grades or your boss is going to promote you or you know, you can afford to go on a vacation because your life is going well. No, but if you're in misalignment, but it's so hard to leave because you get all this feedback that keep working, you'll succeed. Like what is success even? Like, does it matter if I succeed? I don't know. So it just, when we get this constant feedback from the world around us, you know, make enough money so you can buy enough Christmas presents kind of thing. It's hard to step away from that and say, yeah, no, I, that's a smoke screen for my health. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we're all on a journey in life and that when things unfold in front of you, if you're healthy and quiet enough, you notice them and you know, that's something you're supposed to follow. It's kind of the messages that come, you know, one of the underlying themes in what I do, I'm a trained energy coach and everything is energy. And I love that you talk about it. And I love the way that you talk about it because you talk about the soul in the earth suit. And so if you don't mind, I want you to kind of talk about the soul journey and talk about the earth suit a little bit, because I just love the way that you say that. It's so true. I don't remember where I first read it, but I I cannot take credit for earth suit. But when I read it, just like you, I thought that's what it is. And literally, as a physician, I can tell you that there's a body that has a soul pouring through it that's illuminating all of us, every cell in our body, bringing life through it. And, you know, there, the body after death doesn't have that. Now the body could still be pretty much the same. You could harvest all the organs, you know, transplant. It's a viable body. What's the difference between a living person and a dead person? And to me, that's the soul energy pouring through. So it's like your soul is wearing your body. And that's why a misalignment on a soul or an intuitive level is so physically damaging to that physical earth suit you're wearing, because that's the way that we translate our soul energy and express ourselves into this three-dimensional carbon-based, you know, earthly plane. So it, the mismatch there, I cannot tell you, it's very serious. And people will, like your physicians, they may not have known why they were suggesting that you couldn't last very much longer that way, but they were right. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. And I want to talk about something. When my mother died, I was with her and her, her body before dying, it just felt like I could feel this kind of diminishing feeling. Yeah. And when she actually passed, she became just a body there. I never felt anything from her, you know, and I'm an energy coach and I feel energy. And it's like that energy that was part of her was now gone. Yeah. And it's super noticeable. It's not like, oh, this thing just died in front of me. No, there's like something left. So yeah. that means there's something. So yeah. that's your soul. So there's something there, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah, there's something there. And it, as it leaves, 
it's a palpable change. Yeah. So it made me feel happy actually as an energy mm -hmm. coach, knowing that her soul went somewhere good, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That, that her body was still with us, but her soul was okay. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think Louise Hayes says something like that on death, you know, it's kind of a journey on to actually, um, anyway, it, it's just amazing to me that people always say, well, energy is not a real thing, or that's woo woo, or soul is not a real thing. That's woo woo. But um, here's what she said is death represents leaving the movie of life. I joyfully move on to new levels of experience all as well. And I just felt my mom was okay. Mm -hmm. and that her spirit moved on her, her soul moved on so mm -hmm. yeah and so this a, is powerful yeah and just as a physician i would frame that also with not just leaving the movie of life but literally leaving the earth suit the physical because that's obviously what i work yeah. with is the health of the body and so therefore it's very comforting also for loved ones who have passed away in some kind of trauma or you're not sure what you were supposed to there was no will so you don't know it, and you're conflicted about what to do with the body I don't think it matters because it's left the movie theater, like you said. And so yeah. there, there's a lot of comfort in being able to train yourself now while it's not a life or death situation to constantly align with your intuition because you won't doubt yourself anymore and things will become clear and transitions like the death transition will become a lot more meaningful and joyful. Right, right. When I was sick with chronic fatigue and various other stress-related diseases, I, all I ever said was, I just want more energy because your body's so depleted when you're not well, when you start popping the pills for headaches or popping the pills for sinus infections or things for digestion, your body is not as well, or you're inflamed. I was always had inflammation in my, in my, whatever this is right here in my neck. Yeah. Um, and it affects you. And, and I think you talked, I heard you on a show about where stuff accumulates in your earth body when you're sick. Can, can we talk about that a little bit? Um, because where it accumulates in your body and everybody's unique is giving you a message. Mine accumulated in my neck and shoulders and this inflammation is where I mostly noticed it. And that was giving me a very clear message and I wasn't listening to it. Well, first, I just want to like outline to your listeners how healing happens and how we really do know there's a soul in the body because just like you mentioned, the pills aren't giving you actual energy. They're not enhancing your soul running through your body, right? So you can do Band-Aid measures. And of course, I mean, if you need surgery, you want those Band-Aid measures, but it's not increasing the vibrancy and the health of your soul pouring through your body. And don't give doctors credit. If you have a cut and the doctor stitches the skin together, do you think the doctor healed your skin? Because they didn't. They held mm -hmm. it in place so your body could pour new energy through it to make new skin to remove the stitches. Same with a broken bone. Even if you had surgery and you had 20 pins in it, the doctor did not do anything except align it so that your body, it takes your energy to come in and heal it. And it's on and on and on. Infections, cancers, all of it is your body is what's bringing the healing. No one else can bring that to you as a physician. They can just make optimal conditions. So um, yeah. So knowing that I treat the body as a radar system, a sonar system. So exactly like you said, for your neck tension, you must be, you know, uh, focused on your inner truth and your inner knowings, you know, in the, in your throat and in your third eye area, because the body will start telling you, Hey, there's a lot of energy flowing here and you're not addressing it. You're not listening to me. I'm going to get louder. 
So that's why, so for me, I get nauseous very easily. I, I'm a solar plexus person and I hated it. When I was a little kid, it was the bane of my existence. I, I, I just hate, I always had a knot in my stomach. I went to bed with a knot in my stomach and I woke up with a knot in my stomach. And now it's my favorite part of my work that I do with anybody because it's so sensitive that I can in two seconds tell if I feel like this is aligned or if this is good advice, or I, I can just use it as my my sonar system. So if you go to the part that's always been a problem for you, you always got UTIs or you always had tonsillitis or you always had migraines, go to that area of your body, drop your awareness there and say, you must be my most sensitive radar picking up on the most information right here. And I'm going to start honoring that so that there's flow. I love that. And that is so true. And I, ever since I heard you say, I've done that without really understanding what I was doing in my new life. Mm -hmm. But when I heard you said it, it was just like the lights came on and said, oh my gosh, she's nailed how she's explaining this. We do have, yeah. It's really easy. We can make it really easy. Like for people who are listening right now, they might think, okay, I get it theoretically, but what, what am I actually supposed to do? Literally all you have to do is close your eyes and focus your awareness on a different body part. And you can sense, you can ask a question or uh, deliberate about a decision and you can just sense, does that make my body contract there or expand? Does that make my body feel colder or hotter? And if you keep asking questions like that and you notice the change I'm talking about in your physical body, not something you have to imagine, feel, put your hand on your solar plexus. Does this feel like it's expanding or contracting when, if I go to, into this room, do I want to leave this party? Do I want to take this uh, contract? I don't know, whatever it is. And if you don't, and you're trying to learn to read your body, I always say that the safe thing to start with is relief. Because to me, relief is where the energy is flowing. So if you don't know how to read your body, just ask yourself, will this provide relief? Because that means the energy is moving through to, to me. Right, right. And I love that. And that's what I've started doing is really noticing where I feel contraction, where I feel warmth or coolness, where I feel mm-hmm. that. So it's time for a break. So you are listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams with Dr. Laura Conover on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned and we will read right back with more. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425 425- 425 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 425- 
425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Do you have a hard time letting go, letting go of your stuff? Are you thinking of moving? Maybe you have a house full of things that you no longer want but need help getting rid of it? Call me, Dina Marie, at 425-350-5448. I'll help you go through your past, get rid of it, and move on to a brighter future. That's Dina at dina-marie.com. Reach out to me and lift your spirits. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. This Thank you for listening. I'm Marla Williams, and you're listening to Love Living Life on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And my guest today, Laura Conover, MD, is amazing. We're going to move into talking about intuition a little bit more and how you know whether or not you're hearing your intuition. How do you know if you should leave a job? How do you know if you should make a change in your life? How do you know if something's not right? And so we're going to start with, um, Laura learned at a medical convention about a tool called BRAIN, Mm -hmm. um, and that's an acronym, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let her explain it, and so that we can learn more about how important, even in the medical world, intuition is. Yeah, you can imagine my excitement. I've been a physician for like 25 years now, so you can imagine my excitement when the first time ever, it was last year, I've ever heard the word intuition at a medical conference, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh. So I had to share it. So it's, it is a, especially in medicine, if you're, it's tough to make difficult medical decisions because you always think, what if I choose wrong? And what if I, and, and you can beat yourself up. So the brain acronym makes it really, really simple. The B stands for the benefits. If I do this treatment, I'm just talking in terms of medical, but you could do this. If I buy this house, if I make this move, if I get this divorce. I don't know. But for me, it's if I choose this treatment that I'm being offered, what are the benefits to it? And then you can write that down or just acknowledge them. And then the R is risks. Okay. But if I choose this treatment or home or whatever, what are the risks of that? And then you can write those down. And then the A is for alternatives. So is there anything else I can do? Are there other angles or is this my only option? That's good to know because you might have 50 options and that's why it's hard to make a decision. Or this might be the only one and you're just deciding yes, no. So alternatives, or could you add, could I do this plus add better nutrition? You know, could I have this surgery and then follow it up with a detox? You know what I'm saying? Like, can I add something? That's the A. And then the, my favorite one, I was intuition. (laughs) How does this sit inside of me? How does it sit? Does it make me feel relieved that I chose this and I have a path forward? Or does it make me feel scared or shut down or bullied into something I really didn't want to do? So just it, how does it sit inside me? And then the N is for nothing. And I'll tell you, that's maybe not nine times out of 10. I'll say seven times out of 10, my choice. 
because unless you feel in alignment and you have a call to action that is in alignment, I'd rather do nothing. And there was an interesting medical study many years ago that uh, followed people making big decisions. And it didn't matter about the small decisions, you know, like what color towels to get, but big decisions. Should I take this job? Should I move? That kind of thing. Should I start having kids right now? They uh, did a follow-up with these uh, exam participants and a couple months later, how did it turn out for them? And it turned out that the ones who made big decisions that wrote pros and cons lists and like, you know, just like muscled it through and put it on their to-do list and then did all this Google searching and all this research, you know, they had worse outcomes than the people who literally said, screw it, I'm gonna go take a nap. Literally the people who went to sleep and did nothing, that time where you have taken your brain out of the equation, your controlling mind and slept, allows your body the next day to notice in alignment things that are lining up for you and they had a far better outcome so if they just slept and got their brain quiet for a little bit the next day they see a job wanted ad and they feel and they wouldn't have noticed that before if they were in there if you're just looking down at your own pros and cons list and trying to figure you're not going to notice those kind of things so anyway that was a fantastic medical study that i thought i'd share I actually love that study because it's so true is, and that's what I teach in my being zone book is learning to get quiet Mm -hmm. and sleeping, resting, taking a walk, nothing as an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so doing that, nothing, just getting quiet because oftentimes we're pushed actually, even by the medical community to make a decision, especially like in cancer, when my mom got cancer, Mm -hmm. which is the reason she died, um, is that was pushed. You got to do this now. And I'm like, oh, no, we don't have to do anything now. We're going to go home and we're going to sit on this and we're going to feel into what feels right. And she was able to get more clear on what she was doing and the procedures she was going to follow to to work on this. And And even in medicine, doing nothing is especially like end of life and um, elderly. Doing nothing is almost always preferable. There are countless medical studies um, that show that people who... Uh, you know, do the experimental trials. And so, I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that there is a higher quality of life and actually an extension of time when people said, I, I, it's not going to be about the length. It's going to be about the integrity of each day. And they actually live longer. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. So it's like throwing things at people is not, not always even medically indicated. You know what I mean? But the, I agree a physician would re- pre- present it that way. They wouldn't think doing nothing is even an option, but it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you as a physician see that uh, you would, if I lived in your area, you would be my physician. <laughs> so um, let's talk about listening to intuition to me. And, and we're both going to come at this from a, our own personal journey and our own personal perspective. But for me, what it took was quieting that voice, because when I was in corporate America and pushing myself, it was always this voice in my head driving me. A lot of that's imprinted in me from being a young child all the way through, you know, you're, it's modeled to you that you start socializing and adopt what you see and you begin to build up these belief systems. So you respond to the world based on this voice in your head is what I call it. And when you learn to quiet that voice, and I have a really simple tool that I teach my clients when that little voice is going, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, or you're not enough, you're not enough, or whatever the voice is saying is catch yourself catch your voice saying that and actually move your hand towards your head where you hear that voice, pull out that thought, pull out that you're not enough. Talk to it and say, Hey, you know, thanks for showing up. You've helped me my whole life. I don't need you anymore. Wad it up and actually throw it away. And it's amazing because people go, Oh my gosh, 
it quieted the voice. Then you drop into your body, drop into what I say, your heart. And I don't know if you believe this, um, Laura, or not, but I believe you have multiple brains. Um, Your head brain, which is actually in four components with the latest findings with Joel Bolte-Taylor, but your heart brain is one of the most powerful brains in your body and tied to your intuition, as well as your gut brain, which is tied to your brainstem through your vagus nerve. And so when you're listening to all your brains, you're dropping into your body, you're quiet and not listening to that voice anymore. And then you're asking what feels right. You actually start to get answers. You can hear like little stirrings that come up and say, oh, well, you are enough. You're perfect just the way you are, or you should do this or whatever it might be. And here's some actual physical tools I use. I teach people to think about someone or something that loves moon conditioning, like a cat a dog that and feel the feeling a baby usually you know spouses and kids judge you but when you go to babies and pets Mm -hmm. if you just close your eyes for a moment if you're driving don't close your eyes but if you close your eyes for a moment and just feel how your heart warms when you think of that unconditional love you get from that baby or from that pet and you warm your heart and then you say a truth you know my name is marla um your heart stays warm if you say a lie my name's george your heart will cool So listening to the warmth of your heart is a very simple intuition tool. Um, Another one that I use is it's actually kinesthetically doing what they call a sway test, where your body will move towards truth and fall away from not truth. Um, And different people respond to that test differently. There's muscle tests you can do. And many chiropractors and natural um, physicians use the muscle testing to help determine because your body's always right. So that's kind of my take on intuition and listening to it in a physical way. Mm -hmm. And I know you have techniques and things that you use, Laura. So can you share with us kind of how you'd listen to your intuition and know? Um, Well, I just drop into my my, what I know is my most sensitive part of my body. Cause it's the part that bugs me the most, which is my solar plexus. And what I do is close my eyes and uh, just picture my eyes are like marbles and they drop down to either your heart or for me, my solar plexus. And then I just feel like I'm residing there instead of in my head and yeah. with residing there. then I run through either the brain acronym or just asking yes or no questions. And like you feeling a felt sense of the tissue, the physical tissue being different. Cause I'm ta- I'm not talking about like trying to imagine or be psychic or predict. I'm not talking about that. I literally mean your physical body. And to get started for me, the easiest was to be immersed in water. So a oh, hot bath. Sometimes that really allows people to relax and feel their whole body because you feel temperature, you know, warmth around your entire body. So that would be a suggestion for starting. Go in a bath, get really quiet, breathe, and then bring your awareness to, like you said, and I, I do exactly agree with you about the, the centers of the body that have, are self-intelligent. I never have called it like the multiple brains, but I, my terminology would be, yes, we have multiple areas that do instruct the body and there is the brain and the heart field puts its own electrical field out. It's actually larger and you can't even believe this, but then the brain, cause you think, you know, all these neurons are firing, it's gotta be the brain, but our heart fields go out even further. And so when we're near someone, when you're approaching someone, that's why you can get a bad or a good feeling from, because the first thing that merges is that heart field. So exactly like what you said. And then we're definitely finding out that the gut has its, a mind of its own and the gut itself can actually give feedback that triggers, you know, mental illness and that. So it, it is also its own center that provides information coming in 
And actually the information is then going to our body as opposed to our body putting information out. So yeah, it's really interesting. And the, the only other tip I would have if we're talking about someone who's just starting and maybe doesn't even like the word intuition, at the beginning, what I substituted for intuition because I was so conventional. I mean, I just grew up so conventional. I went to medical school. I just went straight through college. So conventional and so anal. And I still am anal, but not conventional. <laughs> but <laughs> I just wasn't comfortable with intuition. So I focused on integrity. And I think in a conventional term, that's as close as you can get. And I think everybody can understand the, the integrity means that I have to go within to make sure that my inner truth or my gut or some part of me feels good about this. So that's what I, I think is an easy first step. And a mantra that I, uh, I think people could work with is because every day you've got so much to do, especially if you're in the conventional world, like you and I were, you, you can't monitor and stay in alignment by just getting all of your to-do list done. That is not what gives soul alignment. That's what makes your body sick. If you want to stay in soul alignment, you let yourself off the hook. You're never going to get it all finished. It's, oh, there's always going to be something tomorrow. Even on, unfortunately on the day you die, there'll be things unfinished. So it can't be about how much you can do. It has to be the intention you're going into something with. And if you want to stay in alignment through your workday, just try this today, go into work and say, I'm going to do what I can do in the time that I have with integrity. So that means when I go into this meeting, when I answer this phone call, when I delete this email, is it, do I stand behind it? And that I think then it's an easy transition into it really feeling the body intuition coming up with energy centers, that kind of thing. I love that being in integrity with your body. And, yeah. and it's kind of a, a knowing. Yeah, a feeling. absolutely. And I feel like anybody can like, say you already know all this stuff and you're an energy healer and you are listening and, and you already know this, but you want to tell your best friend, that's a great starting way to introduce people to the idea of you already know there's a soul and a body and you need them to match like they do. And that's what the word integrity means to me. So that's a good way to like, I don't know, pass this on, I guess. I love it. New tool for my toolbox. That's absolutely <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. It, it, I'm going to talk about, you know, that it, you know, when I was sick and I said, my body was so depleted in my training, what I learned is your body is like a vase. And when you're doing things that feel good and that you like to do and make you happy, it actually fills up your vase. Mm -hmm. And so then you feel healthier and happier. And when you're doing things that you're out of integrity with, that don't feel right, and you're pushing yourself to do them because you have to, or feel you have to, or somebody says you have to, but it doesn't feel right. It actually is draining your vase. It's like poking holes in the bottom of the vase and the water is pouring out. And so you feel depleted. And the more you get in that depleted place, the more you're and not feeling good, the more you work towards illness. And that's what I did for 20 years is I kept depleting my vase. Mm -hmm. I fill it up with all the things I loved. And I was so busy. I pushed it in on all the sides. I worked full time and tried to do all the things I loved on the side. And so that was filling me up. The problem was I had the holes because I was out of integrity, as you say, and that's so perfect. That just ties right in with how I look at the world. Um, yeah. And it, and it is medically valid. I could medically validate that exact analogy. And I really love it because the holes are inflammation in your body. So that's what's happening. You can eat, press raw juices and meditate and do everything right. And then hit a home run at work and, you know, go on, whatever you can please the whole external world. And if you have those holes, then your body starts getting an inflammatory reaction. And that's why physically it sets you up for like autoimmune dis disorders, like you experienced. 
and yeah. a host of other things. So I agree. If you think of your body as that base, I would think of inflammation as what's poking those holes and you're going to have a real tangible physical body response. So yeah. you, it's wise to not think of the two things as separate. It's very wise to think of my body is only alive because my soul is wearing it. Right. So don't, if you can infuse the two, instead of brushing it off as woo, -woo like you said, uh, you're going to inform your body and be healthier in the long run for sure. And that is, that was me. Inflammation was my warning yeah. sign. And I, yeah. And I popped pills to take away the inflammation mm -hmm. and then I just made it worse. Right. Because but, the inflammation, yeah. it, it will, it can decrease with anti-inflammatories temporarily, but what did you, did you change your soul alignment? You know, yeah. like when that medication wears off, did you make a big, huge dramatic shift or recenter your uh, focus or what you're going to do that day? Probably not. So you can re you can take away inflammation, but it doesn't fix, it's not the same as actively aligning and fixing. So. And I think what I want to say here is a lot of times, like I loved my job. I was mm -hmm. making a difference. It was a good job. It was a good company. I enjoyed what I did. The it, so I wasn't out of alignment with what I was doing. What I was out of alignment was I pushed myself too hard. I worked too hard, too many hours mm -hmm. and it burned me out. And I have clients that do the same. They just push and push and push. And I go, you've got to stop. So there's little things you can do to start to kind of get in alignment with your body. Little things that bring you back to the moment can keep you from just getting in that stress state. Cause that's like an on state. And once you're in that stress state, it's hard to turn off. It's like the fight or flight and it can send you into illness. And so little things you do, like in the middle of the day, if you start to feel stress, wiggle your toes, count your toes. And it actually takes your attention out of your stress and into your toes. And it grounds you in a way and centers you in a way and is a great experience or wiggle your fingers or stop and just listen to the furthest away sound you can hear or the closest sound. So there's such little things you can do in under five seconds mm -hmm. that can bring you back to the now to keep you from living in that stressed, inflamed state. Make okay. sense? Yeah, I love that. And I also think it's really important. And I really love that you highlighted that it could even be something that you want to do, like your job, mm -hmm. you enjoyed it because life is filled with hard decisions, but you still just got to check your integrity or your intuition, whatever you want to call it. Recently, I had to put my dog to sleep, uh, but she lived 17 years, but I, you know, it was my intention, especially being an energy, you know, energetic work. I wanted her to just literally die in my arms. So I had her home. I just love that thing more than anything on earth. I, I miss her so bad, like painfully bad. And it felt in alignment while she was there. And she had, then I had to start carrying her. She couldn't walk it. I was in alignment. I was in alignment. And then she started suffering. I yeah. could see. And all of a sudden inside me, I never thought I would ever, ever put an animal down because I thought that was messed up. I thought, mm -hmm. well, I'm not going to choose that. But yeah. I, I knew I loved her so much that even though I love that dog so much, it was time and she was relieved. And I could yeah. say with, you know, you can just physically that it just becomes almost like with a anything. stuffed animal. It's not even a living, you know, so <sighs> once their soul leaves. So I just think even if it's in a positive thing in your life, you can still make difficult decisions and you might still want to act with intuition, even if it's against what you would have thought you were going to do. Right. And I love that you brought that up. It's time for a break and we'll come back with more exciting information after the break. You're listening to Love Living Life with Marlo Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Don't go away. We'll be back soon. Which way is the wind blowing? 
our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Pay attention to the seasons. Spring is a time for new beginnings and winter is a time for endings. And as the sun slips away and it gets darker every day, it's so important that we take time to nurture ourselves, rest, sleep more, and slow down. So I, through the years, (laughs) invented this thing in December called hibernating holiday. Instead of going shopping to the malls and getting all crazy and speeding up, my family and I slowed down and I still honor this tradition. It's the no moon of December, the shortest day, longest night, and the darkest night because there is no moon. And so what I decided to do on that celebration, which is December 3rd, which is today, is to sleep in, to not go out, to stay inside, to have some soup, take a bath and take care of myself. That's the Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net. Click on Learn and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Follow the sun. Which way? Welcome back to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This morning, we are discussing intuition, integrity, listening to your body, and now we're going to get into the topic of grounding and earthing that I mentioned in the beginning. So thanks for being here and welcome back, Laura. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about grounding because I feel like it totally ties in with intuition. Like you were saying, even when you stepped away from your job, you you needed a way to retank your energy and of course, there's a lot of modalities that do that. But to me, the quickest and most direct way to do that is to literally touch the earth outside, which is what I mean by grounding. Can you tell the story about your daughter? Because I think that in a very powerful way explains how powerful being connected to the earth is. Sure. I remember it like yesterday. Uh, she had the worst colic. I mean, she cried 24-7 and there was nothing I could do. Uh, conventional physicians, the pediatrician was like, let's put her on a couple of prescription medications and antacid and, and also put her in a crib and let her cry it out. All that didn't fit match with my intuition or integrity. So I just held her. I mean, if my kid's crying, I'm going to hold them. So what I noticed over time, and I'm talking about days, weeks, and months is when I was outside and I was always barefoot because it was a warm area. If I was on the earth and she was always on my chest, um, she wouldn't cry anymore. I mean, I could, it was almost comical. Her face would, the redness would drain and she would actually take a nap because she was exhausted. 
if even when she was completely asleep, I stepped one foot off the earth, like both feet, but, or one foot inside my house, she's asleep and she's being held by the same person. There should not be an appreciable difference, but there is because you become ungrounded and instantly her GI pain and inflammation and crying. It was so transparent. Now I didn't know because in medical school, they don't tell you about that. The earth, just like our brain, just like our heart, just like our gut, it has an energy field. So does the earth. So, but we don't learn that, okay, we're totally energetic human beings. Every single cell in your body functions on the basis of energy. That kind of begs the question, why did we develop on the basis of energy from your heartbeat to your breath to, you know, sensation to me just blinking my eyelids? Why is it all dependent on electrical impulse? Because there's a battery, right? It just wouldn't be just this random choice. It's there is a way to retank that. And to me, it's been shown now for 20 years that there's medical literature suggesting that being in resonance with that heartbeat of the earth, that Schumann frequency, uh, actually restores you and fills your energy up. And I think you've done some actual studies and measurements or been with people that have, where if you have, let's say you have high blood pressure Mm -hmm. and you go outside and you earth for a while, it actually lowers your blood pressure and it can be measured with equipment. Double-blind medical studies. So these aren't just like, oh, a patient told me, you know, they felt better or, oh, just because of my experience with my daughter. I'm talking about double blind reproducible medical studies showing, for example, in that example, and you had talked about this earlier in the episode, which I think was really great, is how that vagus nerve controls so much of our autonomic nervous function, including blood pressure, including heart rate, including respiratory rate. And when you're in resonance with the earth with direct contact, your body instantly goes into that retanking mode and the blood pressure does come down and the heart rate does stabilize and your respiratory rate stabilizes. So I literally tell people in the middle of a panic attack, go lay on the earth, you know, cry into the earth. Like you will feel different if you don't know what else to do, do that. But then what's amazing about grounding is that over time being in this healing state, isn't just this immediate thing like that. Uh, it over time resets our hormones over time. We start sleeping better. The cortisol lowers um, over time. We get more REM restorative sleep. Um, over time, areas of inflammation, like the entire gut lining decrease. So there is an instant muscle tension instantly goes down and the vagus nerve instantly gets a boost, but man, over time, that's where it really shines. I think. And so if your cortisol is going down, does that affect also your cholesterol is impacted by this too? Is that correct? Is that proven at all? if I can go that far, but it definitely cortisol is the basis of how all of your sex hormones are made. So okay. if you're in stress, it's going to make PMS or perimenopause or something so much worse. Libido drops because the same precursor is now being all used completely to keep cortisol going. And it's not being used for testosterone or estrogen or growth hormones. It, so okay. it does rob you of yeah. other essential things that keep you balanced for sure. So it's possible there. Absolutely. There might be a a cholesterol link. There might be, but I, yeah, I read something somewhere and I just don't remember where, and I don't know how documented it was, but I think that I see the earth as a plugging station, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That I can go plug into the earth and rejuvenate, reboot my body Mm -hmm. when I'm tired and stressed. You know, I lived a life of stress for 20 years and it destroyed my body. And now I live a life with very little stress, but once in a while, You can't avoid stress in this world with everything going on in the world, right? So whenever things start to get to me or I start to feel my heart rate increase or I start to feel tension, I just go straight out to the earth and plug right into it Mm -hmm. and just allow that power of the earth because think of what it does. 
it keeps yeah. all those plants and trees. <laughs> I'll let you talk yes. about it. You're the expert well, here. And it's crazy to me. I love that example of plugging in because it's so weird to me that we treat our electronics better than our human bodies. If you get a new phone, you charge it up, and then you see the battery depleting to nothing. You don't throw it in the garbage. You plug it in. That's normal. You understand it has to be recharged. With our human bodies that are precious, that give us all of our memories, that give us our contacts with the people we love, that provide a soul purpose for us, we treat it like garbage. We watch the battery go down, and then we get so angry and self-sabotage and mad that we don't feel good instead of just recharging like we did for our computer or our phone. I don't understand why the mind frame is to protect the electronics but just run our bodies into the ground. So yeah, I really like what you said about that. That's good. And then you mentioned about plants, which I think is important too. There are tons of medical studies showing that plants that are grounded, literally have a ground stake in the soil. So they're literally connected to the earth. They, they can grow two and three times higher. They have more blossoms and blooms. So this isn't like placebo effect in humans. This is a plant that is literally more vibrant and they last longer, like cut flowers in a vase last longer if the water is grounded. Well, with human beings, we don't necessarily grow three times longer, you know, but because our height is sort of genetically made up. But what we do get is that energy you're talking about. We do get vitality, we do get creativity, and we do get health. So I would say as a plant, you know, reaps the benefits of being grounded, we, re a plant would, would reap like a response, a physical response in growing more. We reap health, and that's our body's health response in, in functioning better. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, on the and plant. there's like, no, and there's so many medical studies that nobody even knows of. Like, I'm, I'm, I really want your listeners to know that it's not just two people that just kind of think that. Like, there was a study, um, I think it was the University of Pennsylvania in the NICU, where they took children that were premature and had to be in the neo neonatal intensive care unit. So, you know, this isn't placebo, you know, they're not just thinking, oh, I feel better. These are little babies that shouldn't have been born yet. They're in incubators, they're heart rate monitors, and all that kind of stuff. They're being fed through tubes and they grounded half of these babies and the babies that were grounded had much better predictive health outcomes. Their heart rate variability stabilized, which is one of the biggest predictors of how they're gonna do long-term. They're able to auto-regulate their temperature better. I mean, so it's, it's wow. not even just what we hope is true. It's what's true. Wow. So that has so many implications in this world for people if they understand how important it is. Now, if you can't, get, if you live in snow, or inclement weather all the time and don't want to be outside in the rain or the snow or the cold, there's still ways to ground inside. Mm -hmm. Can you share some of those? Yeah. I mean, I do think there's other benefits to being outside. So if people can put, you can put grounding shoe stickers on your shoes. So you, or your hiking boots, you can put <gasps> what? that. Yeah. You can what? put a grounded sticker on your hiking boots. You, I, I, I make hand make these grounded walking sticks and then you can wear conductive gloves so that you can ground, right? You don't have to have exposed skin. Oh my God. I need those. Okay. Things. okay Christmas so present. That. Because if you could be outside, I do think that's like the best, but yes, I had to come to the conclusion or the reality. I didn't really want to like get into grounding products as much as just urging people to go outside. But the reality is there's limited mobility for some people. You know, some people are in rehab. Uh, so if you have those issues and, or you just want the long-term benefits, you want to be able to sleep eight hours grounded because you're not going to be able to sit outside holding a blade of grass for eight hours. So you might want to bring grounding indoors. Um, so I do have, I, I, the grounding market is really, I don't know. I wasn't impressed with it when I first started saying, well, my, some of my patients really do need an indoor option because they had the surgery and I want them to recover with less inflammation or they're, they have food allergies and I want their gut to calm down. So I, 
in looking online, it was just all these plastic-based products that were made bulk produce. I'm like, we're turning to Mother Earth for health. Why are we then going to just put plastic crap into a landfill for 500 years? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. To me, the only way to do it with integrity is to do it with organic, biodegradable, natural fibers and that kind of thing. So I did start creating my own indoor grounding tools for that purpose. And I have your sheet. Your, 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 I don't know if it's called a sheet. It's under the sheet. Uh huh. And it's grounded. Yes. I love that. And it really makes a difference. Yes, it does. Yeah. And I have a seat thing too, but I'm going for the, some of the hiking boots. Yeah. 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 Because I hike all the time. And I have to say, when I walk in the woods, I feel the energy of the woods, the trees, the, just all those plants and stuff have such a vibrancy to them Mm -hmm. and stopping and touching leaves or trunks is really kind of rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. There's this one place on the trail where two trees are, you can put your hands out and touch both of them. And so we always stop and pick up a grounding um, boost at that point in the trail on one of my walks, but yeah, so I'm excited about some of your new products and they can find those on, is it, um, tell me the name of the website. It's intuitionphysician.com. Okay. And then they can go where there's products on there and go shopping. Yes, but there's a ton of free resources too, including that um, brain acronym that we talked about at the beginning. I created a free printable worksheet. It's in my blog. I mean, there's tons of stuff available there. I have direct links to these medical studies if you're still on the fence and want to read them for yourself. So yeah, yeah, it'd be great to have people hop over there. I went back and read those a long time ago and I just live and breathe what you teach. And I absolutely love it. Let's talk about though, the environment is more than just the earth or this comes from the earth, but the food you put in your body, the people you surround yourself with, the thoughts you have, um, all of those things play into this, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know food is a big player in this overall feeling great health, feeling great happiness. Once you get past your thoughts, you're in integrity. Can you just, just for the, we just have a couple minutes left, talk about food for a moment. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, food is, gut inflammation is one of the biggest, um, I guess the, the little match that lights that then causes this cascade that goes into either autoimmune disorders um, or just, mental health issues, honestly, depression and anxiety, because the gut is self-intelligent, like we were talking about. It needs to be balanced. It needs to be able to healthily absorb nutrients. And so when we have environmental toxins or stressful lifestyle, or we eat foods that we didn't realize, because I've had patients that blueberries and kale, like you would think that's the healthiest thing in the world, but they actually incite inflammation if they do a food allergy testing. So if your gut is chronically being inflamed by something, it's going to cascade through your entire body. Um, and so, yeah, I, I typically start with healing the gut and sleep. Yeah. But yeah. also how, how grounding ties into that is, I just wanted to point out, because you made me think of this. I do really believe in good nutrition. I do really believe in pure air. I do really believe we need, you know, healthy filtered water. So all the things that the earth provides, we, our body thrives off of, but grounding is direct. Because I don't have to consume it and digest it and absorb it. It, it is literally direct skin contact. So um, to me, that's my most favorite when you want a quick, direct, uh, you know, health impact, basically. Because yeah. food, you know, changing food is so awesome, but it does take, you know, time. And then quieting the mind so you're not driven by that. So, with, mm. so you can tune into your integrity. So I'd say that maybe in conclusion, um, that being on the earth, the actual earth and quieting your mind 
and listening to your body are really top things that you can do to live a happier and healthier life. Yeah. And the energy field that the earth has is the same energy field of the brain when it's healing, which is called an alpha brainwave pattern. Yes. That's the health that you can get that in prolonged meditation. You can reach an alpha brainwave pattern. You can reach it during sleep while your brain is healing, or you can reach it touching the earth. Those are the three ways to get your body and your mind frame and your spirit and your soul into a positive association. And it can't be a coincidence that that is literally the energy of the earth, same frequency. Remember your place 
before he came. So which way is the wind blowing? What does your heart say? So